we had uh, a listener write into us and you know people write into us but some people have actually really interesting fascinating tales and this one i think is going to be very inspiring to a lot of people i know it's been inspiring to us we've been going back and forth introducing hunter roberts hunter welcome to the podcast thank you again for writing to us hey guys and happy to be here i can't wait to hear your tale because we have we have some details, but I think you're going to go in a little deeper and give us the whole the whole shebangy bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I'm super lucky. We, you know, I've been in the ski industry most of my life. It's a it's a big part of who I am. Uh, it's how my wife and I met, and uh, we actually got married uh, just at the base of Alpine Meadows there. Um, nice. So nice. it's been a big part of my life. And we're lucky enough this year, uh, I own a place in the East Bay in San Francisco, and our tenant doesn't move out until May. So we're just going to go be ski bums in Squaw Valley for the winter. going to take my kids. I've got three kids, 14, five, and two and a half. And uh, we're just going to go see what it's like to be ski bums for the winter. That That is, that is nice. That is really cool. So what... Was there any sort of event that lets you that that kind of was almost like a sign from above saying, "Okay, this is the time. Do it now." Yeah, I mean, you guys talk about Warren Miller's quote all the time. Yeah, you know, if you don't do it this year, you'll just be one year older when you do. And uh, I'm a big Warren Miller fan, and that's been something that's uh, that's always sat in the back of my brain. So. Uh, we had the opportunity to do it this year. My my wife is uh, is a, a neonatologist in the NICU, and she's moving to a new hospital in San Francisco. We've got our house out there, and wow. because we don't have, uh, you know, because we don't, because we can't get into the house until May because of our tenant, we decided to just go live in Tahoe for the winter. That's a good opportunity to do that. And you know what? It was my wife's idea, which is fantastic. Oh, you better. You did a good job then. Did yeah, you like man, do the subliminal thing? Like tell her while she's sleeping, like <laughs> we will move out. Maybe <laughs> I did. Have yeah, all like maybe the, I did. the Uber medallions like all around her when she went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think subliminally I probably did somewhere along the line. Tahoe Our pictures s- hidden throughout the, the place, right? So she sees them all the time. Oh, yeah. And I've got the, you know, we have the ski pictures in our bathroom. We have the ski oh, pictures nice. all over our house. And even though we live in Brooklyn right now, uh, it kind of feels like a ski house sometimes. Oh, sweet. So how long have you been in Brooklyn? Uh, we've been in Brooklyn uh, for eight years now. I actually met my wife. I was living in Killington at the time, working for Killington. Oh, nice. Um, I know that's you. I know that's your like old home resort. Yeah. Uh, so if you know uh, sharpshooters, I was the uh, yeah. No, I see it. There you go. <laughs> uh, I was managing sharpshooters, the photography company up on the hill up there. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. And uh, that's when we met through uh, through a mutual friend that was coming up to uh, coming up to ski and visit. I worked for the uh, I worked for the theater company down in um down in White River Junction, and uh, she came up to see a show that one of our mutual friends was participating in, and uh, that's when we met. 
So everything has kind of been based around ski for us. And I lived there for a couple of years while we did the long distance thing. And she was going to uh, med school at Columbia down here in New York. And that's why I made the move to New York. Wow. That's a pretty cool story there. And, you know, I I think about people who are in the medical field. I have a a sister-in-law who's a nurse. And now uh, we've mentioned in the podcast before, we didn't really get into skiing till we were a little bit older. Like Mario, you were like in your, in college, right? When you started. 18. Yep. Like when you really, like, I mean, we all did it as kids, but like when you really did it. And I know I was like in my late twenties when I started. And I think I really would have changed my entire career path had I thought about this earlier. I really yeah. just throw shit at the wall. Pretty There's no much planning for skiing in your life. You just kind of, it was there as like a little pastime, like you go bike riding or to the beach, right? Uh, and I think that's amazing because I've listened to almost every episode of, of your podcast. Thank and you congratulations, by the way, 183 episodes now. Thanks, man. Yeah. Did you know you guys are uh, listed on the top 20 skiing podcasts? You must follow on uh, what's the website here on feedspot.com. You guys are listed as the top 20 skiing podcast you must listen to. To be perfectly honest, we really should be in the top five. <laughs> have you heard some of the skiing podcasts? I, yeah, I have. Oh, I have. Wow. <laughs> now, if you, if you subscribe to our friend Matt Pepin's newsletter, it's all downhill, which we'll have we have links to on the website and his Twitter at Matt Pep 15. He had in his last newsletter, we interviewed him. He mentioned the link in his notes and he said it's his favorite skiing podcast. And he is a man. He is a journalist. He is unbiased and he's rated us the number one ski podcast. So that is our feed burner that we use. You know what, guys? You should be very proud of what you guys have put together. The fact right. that you're still podcasting 183 episodes in, that's that's a big commitment. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it, that. It, it really is. It really is. And I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed listening to every episode. And I love the fact that you guys started skiing late in the game because we need more people like you. If this yeah. industry is going to continue, we need more people to come in and ski and keep skiing. I think uh, you guys did an episode uh, a few back talking about, um, you know, with some ski instructors about uh, 20% of people that start the, that, that have their first uh, lesson uh, only 20% of people will actually continue skiing. Uh, So it's really great to hear that you guys have not only, you know, started skiing later in life, but have really embraced it. I mean, to the point that you have one of the best podcasts in the ski industry. Thanks, Thank man. You. Appreciate wow. that. Well, you know, we, uh, it's one of those things like you just, when you get that calling in your life, you just, you just have to answer it when it comes to you. You know, like some people, you know, Kai Jones, look at this guy. He's launching off cliffs at 12 years old in Jackson hole. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we were not those guys. That was not the, uh, that was not our destiny. It was to slog through life for a decade or two. And then, finally have the uh, the calling yeah i thought yeah. i got i thought i got started late i started really about nine i think i think wow. my 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 grandfather uh, uh was um was very instrumental in a little tiny ski resort in north carolina called ski beach some I've of your it. Uh, um, right yeah, on you're man. an app you state beach. guy right yeah yeah uh i didn't go to app state i Mario yeah, went to app state so oh oh really okay yeah, yeah. So you're so you know number boone 20. so you, you're you're from boone okay nice yeah, number 21 app state i love it man they're ranked 
my grandfather was sort of instrumental in actually creating the town of Ski Beach. And in oh, nice. uh, the 1975-76 season, uh, Ski Beach was looking at bankruptcy, as was Sugar Mountain, just around the corner. Wow. And the uh, bankruptcy judge uh, basically would only allow the ski resort to keep keep working if my grandfather took over for the season. So nice. he he kind of had no idea what he was doing. Uh, he'd never run a ski resort before, but he took over for the 75, 76 uh, ski season and took a $1 salary for the year and wow. saved the resort from bankruptcy. So for those of you guys who ski at Ski Beach, you can you can thank my grandfather for that. That's great. I remember being up there and there were a lot of people in North Carolina at app that were like, they never skied before. I'm like, you guys got to go, you know, like get, just get out. Cause I had transferred there from Buffalo. So I was fresh off of 30 to 40 day seasons. And then I go down to North Carolina. I'm like, I got to ski somewhere. It was right there. Um, pretty good mountains, you know, to, to get out and get started or get some, some runs in. Um, yeah. It's the ice coast, man. It, like those, yeah. of us, those of us that learned on the ice coast are the best skiers. That's yeah. for sure. You know, you, you can handle all that terrain. Yeah, beautiful country up there, and that's pretty cool that he he helped save that that area. Yeah, that's Amazing. that's that that's kind of what got me into skiing in the first place. We had a we had a house up there, so we spent our Christmases there and all of our summers there, and that's where I learned to ski and started as a racer there. Actually, ended up training with some guys that ended up going to the Olympics. So I trained with some Olympic wow. skiers. My my mom was nice enough. I lived in Atlanta. Uh, at the time, so my mom was nice enough to make the drive after school on Friday night. We'd make the five and a half, six hour drive straight up to Beach Mountain, ski That's for dedication, man. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm very lucky, and wow. ski for Saturday, half a Sunday, and make the drive back for school. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, I remember from Charlotte, it was like two and a half hours because uh, my brother lived there, and then I lived in Charlotte for a while. Five hours, that's quite a ride. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny mountain. It's uh, it's got a great feel. It's one of those places you guys always talk about being uh, being Jersey guys. I've uh, <laughs> we've had our we've had we've had our family season passes out at Mountain Creek. So I know that I know that route as well. And <laughs> Good it was old a 94, right? Yep. It was a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes in jeans and starter jackets. Yeah. Hey, midweek, that's a great place to go. It's magical. There's like nobody there. It's great. I, I dial back magical. It's magical. <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> the that. weekend, it's magic. I used to live up there. I mean, but you know, the new hotel that they put in there is fantastic. You can go and park the car. I have little kids, so you can go and park the car, stay in the, uh, stay in the condo right there, slope side, and uh, enjoy the weekend with your kids without having to drive anywhere. And it's really yeah. nice. And, you know, I mean, the unfortunate thing about it, about Mountain Creek and, you know, a place like Beach Mountain is now, again, I we're not making this political. I'm not I'm not a scientist. Look at me. Of course, obviously, you've heard me talking. You know, I'm not a scientist. But I wonder if places like these, are they going to be affected if the weather does stay warmer? You know, I know, you know, the elevation at beach looks like it's about 5,000 feet. Which yeah, is we're, we're, we're over a mile high at beach. Yeah, it's, yeah. Actually, it's actually the highest ski resort uh, east of the Rockies. No kidding. Look at yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, but again, unfortunately, the, uh, you know, it's yeah. real. It's a crapshoot then with the weather there, because right now it's saying it's 52, but they're going to be opening in 32 days. So I'm sure they have some really advanced snowmaking there. I think I think I talked to someone this past week that said snowshoe in West Virginia has the best highest capacity snowmaking 
anywhere in the East just because yeah. they really need to because, you know, they're, again, it's a hit or miss depending on those weather patterns. If it's a little too warm, they can't make the snow. They're not going to have anything. Um, so that's that's the unfortunate thing about resorts that are just that, that it's almost like a band that goes across southern New York and south that it's you just don't know how many days you're going to get. And again, I don't know if it's changing. I'm not a climate scientist. I'm not going to make it political. Like, I just wish there were people that we could all just look at this from like a just an honest, uncharged point of view and figure out, you know, what we can do. Is this is this something we can do really? And yeah. you know, is there something there, or is it just us kind of looking for something? Yeah, Those I mean, up there, pretty wild. Like you get all sorts of weather. Like I remember being living up there. I mean, and you know, um, it's you just get rain, then you get snow and you get sunshine all in the same day. And it's crazy, crazy weather. Yeah, it is. It is crazy weather up there because of the altitude and, you know, because of the fact that the, they're in the Southeast, but yeah, I, I'm with you, uh, Brian. Like I, I really want people who live in the Southeast to have that chance to go ski that can't afford to get on a plane and go out to Colorado. Uh, I, I, even though I trained with, you know, like, U.S. ski team and a, a bunch of Olympians as a racer. I had never skied Colorado until college. Essentially, uh, I I decided to go to Colorado Colorado Mountain College out in the uh, Spring Valley campus and nice. nice choice, math because uh, I just I just had to go chase the snow. You could do a lot worse, right? Yeah, you could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to your your move again. This is this is so cool, and I love this. Now, what made you choose to go out to Squaw? Well, so like I said before, my wife and I, my wife is from the uh, the peninsula. So she's from like the the, the Menlo Park area, uh, like what is basically, you know, Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, so she's from that area. Uh, we got married at River Ranch, which if you've ever floated the Truckee, that's where you end up. The, uh, if you float the Truckee, you end up at River Ranch. And it's right there at the base road uh, uh, of what is it? Uh, 80, uh, uh, Highway 80 and uh, the entrance to uh, Alpine Meadows. So okay. we got married up there. Uh, one of our first trips together when we were first dating was a Squaw Valley trip. After she'd come to visit me in Killington, she's like, hey, let's go out to Squaw Valley. I'm like, OK, that sounds pretty good. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, Squaw is one of the best, uh, one of the best resorts I've ever skied all over the world. It really is amazing. The the terrain is amazing. Alpine's amazing. You've got Homewood right down the street. Uh, some really great terrain. Uh, so being that close to family, we knew that was the place that we were going to end up. So the fact that we have the house just down the road, two and a half hours down in the East Bay, uh, it just made sense this winter to go have a little bit of fun. You mentioned that you have kids. I do. Now, what is uh, how's that going to work out with them in terms of like schooling and? So, so that's why we're doing it this year. That's one of the parts of the, that's a good question. That's one of the parts that, uh, made the decision for us. So our, my two youngest are five years old and, uh, two and a half years old. And here in New York, uh, my five-year-old qualifies for kindergarten, but when we moved to, she was born on New Year's Eve. So she's just on the cutoff oh, wow. to make kindergarten here. When we moved to California, she will not qualify for kindergarten. So 
She's going to restart kindergarten next year. I'm going to do a little bit of homeschooling. Uh, my wife has the new job with UCSF down in San Francisco. And, you know, we're going to do a little bit of uh, we're, we're going to do a little bit of work to make everything happen. That's pretty everything's cool. a, everything's a little bit of a sacrifice, but my five-year-old's already signed up. We got our icon passes. My five-year-old signed up at ski school at Twa. I can't think of a, I can't think of a better way to spend a winter. Well, the 14 year old. So you have a 14 year old as well, right? I do. Yeah. So my 14 year old is with with my ex-wife and he's a huge skier. That's one of the things that we really share together. He spends uh, he spends the summers with us and most of the holidays. So he'll be out for Christmas. He'll be out for President's Day week. He'll be out for spring break week. And then we'll have him during the summer as well. Okay, nice. so that makes that a little bit easier than not having to to get, shuffle him into Relocate. the schools right yeah. in the middle of the what would be like a freshman year of high school. Exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a he's a freshman yeah. in high school. So uh, that that's one of the things that we waited for before we made the move. Uh, now that he's fourteen, he can actually fly by himself on most airlines. Right. So that that it's was like something that we cut off. Right. Yeah, that was that was something we waited waited for so that it would make things easier. You can always fly private too, right? Right into Tahoe. Boom, <laughs> That's just jump on the jet. Send out, send out the ski bum jet. Peterborough and... to Tahoe. Boom. That's the way to go. <laughs> I do. I have a good friend who flies. I, I have a good friend who flies, but his he can only fly a plane with about four seats in it. So uh-huh. yeah, that takes a while. Him, too. your son, and a few buddies. That's <laughs> good. Work, you got to right? have one paying customer support everything, right? <laughs> there you go. You mentioned in the homeschooling thing, and I, I. I started joking with my wife because we have a two-year-old. He's yeah. about just over two right now. And I, I joked about homeschooling him when he was born. And I've noticed my conversations about it are becoming less jokey and more serious <laughs> now. Because, And I'm trying to just in my head come up with like curriculum ideas for... And, and one of the perfect examples that I came up with was Tahoe. To be like, hey, let's go out to Tahoe on a trip. You know, as... Just like we're out there for a month and we'll talk about the whole, you know, American history, the gold rush, how it led to the, you know, that whole period of time. Oh, we're at the Donner Pass. Well, why is Donner, it Pass. Donner Pass? Yeah, right. And it's going to go into the whole history. <laughs> Let's go to a nice it. restaurant at the Donner maybe, Pass. Maybe a darker history there in the Donner Pass. But so well, you're eating a nice a, steak at a restaurant. You're like, well, you know what they ate back so in the day. That's probably more after he's at least 10 years old to have that conversation versus <laughs> yeah. the, the four-year-old. Probably, Let's but yeah, like crap at him. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to make myself make our family nomadic, which, of course, I'm the only one who's interested in this right now. But I'm just trying to find people who are, yeah, not, maybe not necessarily living all in vans. I know this hashtag van life. People think this is yeah, like no, that, that's a bit much for kids. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome in theory too. I, I think there was some article in I forget one of the ski magazines last year talked about it. They're like, hey, it was fun, but I would never do it again. Yeah, (laughs) it's almost like try going camping for a month and you're like, I just want freaking walls and and a shower toilet and a shower, you know? Yeah. And and of course, you're not talking about a pristine, like half a million dollar van. You know, how many people could really afford that? It's like a million dollar campers or something, you know, the uh, motorhomes. That's a little different. That's one thing. Yeah. But yeah. But but if you have if you can afford that, why don't you just stay at an awesome condo hotel something instead? Yeah, we've talked about that actually. Save like, uh, do we do we travel in an RV or do we just use the money to stay in a hotel? Um, But we were lucky enough. We did a a seasonal rental. We're in Tahoma, like 
five minutes from the base of Homewood. I don't know if you guys know Homewood, but it's a fantastic little spot. Um, we're right by the West Shore Cafe. It's uh, it's a really good spot. And we actually, uh, right in our backyard, we're right by the cross-country trails that were actually used for the 1960 uh, Olympic Games up there. So we're right on those cross-country trails. I have no idea how to cross-country ski, but I'm going to learn. This is the perfect time, right? <laughs> and you know what? I tell you what, we talk about it all the time. I'm like, I would love to learn how to cross-country ski because I'm really big on learning something I can do later in life. Like as I get older, like you could probably cross country ski, you know, well into your old age. Um, Dude, I just Norwegians never... doing it that are like 105 years old. Oh, it's crazy. That's why Norwegians... they live until 105, you know? Well, it's that or they commit suicide early. That's those are the two extremes of Norway. <laughs> they have you a really high weed suicide rate. <laughs> they also have a, they also, it's also the happiest place in the world. So you know, yin and yang. it is. That's true, right? Yeah, uh, I've yeah. heard that. It is like one of the happiest places in the world, and, and a place that is uh, shrouded in darkness, like darkness and snow half the year. But they're happy. Yeah. So it's not that, the snow's fault. It's the dark's I, fault, right? So that should tell you something. Yeah, we were there in the summertime. My family, because yeah. my my father in law lives out there now, and it's you know what's crazy about it. You know, obviously being in Brooklyn, you're going to appreciate this. There's just so many less people, like so many fewer people. <laughs> Oslo has, you know, the biggest city has 700,000 people. I mean, Brooklyn has what? How many millions of people? I, I don't know. I think Manhattan alone is like 8 million in an island that's about a mile wide by nine miles long. Uh, it's, 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 it's a lot. And isn't it like 14 million during a workday? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doubles. Yeah. It doubles. I mean, you're, you're in Jersey, right? So, 5 like, million. Yeah. So I'm in yeah. Jersey City for work. So yeah, I'm right yeah. across the water. So you know that everybody is making that commute across the uh, 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 either either through the tunnel or the George Washington Bridge. They're making that commute. So it yeah, the population doubles That's during enough. the day. Yeah. So that whole country has, I think, like two million people, maybe, and it's oh, gigantic. That sounds that sounds lovely. It's really wow. kind of nice, and you know, there's see, but by by living out there, you're going to be able to say, hey, you know, there's snow on the ground. I don't fit, you know, maybe you're not going to go to the ski mountain. You're going to do some cross country, you know, because every time we talk about it, we're like, I can't burn a good ski day. Bingo. That's <laughs> you know? the problem with snowmobiling, with cross country skiing, all those other to do it awesome all, but, snow things. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, I'd love to do that, but I got to get my turns in because I only get so many days in the snow. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, I'm branding myself the snow dad. That's uh, that's kind of my thing now. I, I really want to make this a part of the rest of my life. Uh, it's been a part of my life since I was a little kid. Uh, and I've always looked for you know, you know, what is my what is my next thing now that we're moving out there for my wife's job? Uh, what can I do? And this is, you know, this has been something that just kind of, uh, like you said, kind of came out of the blue, threw itself on my face. And I'm going to throw myself all in. And uh, I want my kids to enjoy the stuff that is my passion. I got to say, the like the fact that you actually are are having those conversations to say, what's our next step? Right. You know, Brian, and I obviously have done it like. I constantly do it. I think I've, you know, I have friends that are like, dude, you've reinvented yourself like a few times. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, your life changes and you want to do different things. You know, I freaking moved down to Florida. Like people are like, why the hell are you doing that? And I'm like, well, I'm going to see how this goes, you know? Um, but, you know, the fact that you're having those conversations, some people never have those conversations and they may look 
20 years later and they're like, shit, I, I really wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, you got to, that whole Warren Miller saying, you know, <laughs> if you don't do it today, you know, the, the part that is understood about that, you could also be dead and you never get a chance to do it, you know? So I see yeah. those people every day on the ferry, on the commute to work, just going, <laughs> just going to Wall Street. They've been doing it for 35 people years. pissed off They're about checking snow. The daily like, why news. do you live here then? You know? And I, I see them every day on the R train, so oh. I understand. Yep. They're just looking at the like New zombies. York Post every day and like, oh, I see the Jets are playing today. I wonder if they're going to win. You know, it's like the same thing every day. It is, I am not going to let my life end up that way. No way yeah. in goddamn hell. No, and you know, and you guys are my age, so I love that as well. That you know, you're not the the twenty year olds that are uh, just interviewing a bunch of professional skiers. You guys, yeah, I, I love, I love your format. I love the way that you're just in, interested in talking about the lifestyle that that surrounds skiing, riding, and everything that is snow. That's that's what's so great about this, man. It's a, it's a lifestyle and yeah. it really is fantastic from the app race ski. And you can do that with your kids. You guys had a nice episode just a few ago um, talking about, you don't have to app without your kids. You can, you right. can take your kids and app and they can enjoy that as well. They can have a hot dog and they can have some, some uh, you know, they can have some hot chocolate and enjoy examples, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And enjoy the apre with and you. And honestly, those are those fond memories that you remember as an adult that you're like, we got to apre because I remember the hot chocolate or you have a fond memory when you're little of doing something in the snow, you know, oh, I, sh I sure do. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I never went skiing until I was 18, but I always loved like we would be out sledding and cut. I'd come home and my mom makes some hot chocolate. It was like, Oh, that's great. You know, that was my opera sledding, you know? <laughs> so you translate that as you get older. And now I'm like, opera ski, of course. You know? Opera sled. Yep. I mean, that's what in Atlanta, we would get, you know, maybe two or three days of snow a year. If we were lucky, mostly ice, but you, you know, we didn't even have sleds. We'd go get uh we'd garbage we'd, can lids trays. Yeah. Or the, uh, <laughs> or something from the oven, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like a <laughs> Take a baking pan and just ride down the driveway. Well, mom's going to be pissed, but oh, well, Any port I was talking to somebody, my wife's son, Bodie, he's uh, he plays hockey. He's down here. And, you know, we we're I was having a conversation with one of the uh, the hockey parents uh, yesterday. And they were like, you know, he's from up north. And he's like, he's like, it's different down here. He's like kids when they play hockey it's always like structured. They're always doing training and drills and everything's like, they never go out. There's no chance for them to go outside and just like, Hey, let's play some pond hockey, gather some kids in the neighborhood and go. And those are the fun times you remember. And it leads to a lot of creativity doing things, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, mm -hmm. especially in the South when snow yeah. is uh, few and far between. Well, I'll tell you about oh. creativity with pond hockey. When I was in eighth grade, my friends and I decided because, you know, I, I played hockey growing up and we had this pond near us at this this farm and we started skating out there and there was a crack in the ice and we've been playing out all day and I was so thirsty. I decided to drink said pond water, mm. not 
as a dare, yeah. not as a, hey guys, you know, <laughs> watch this. Tired and thirsty. I was just so thirsty. And lo and behold, a week later, I was in the hospital. Did you get the Ooh. norovirus? Yeah. I yeah. had like almost, I forget what exactly it was, but yeah. they were actually praying for me at church. It was that bad. Let's hold a prayer for Brian. Seriously. Well, it's like they name all the people and said all the yep. people who are like 97 and like Damn, dying. And they included me. And of course, I come back a week later and, you know, it was, it was pretty bad, but I recovered, obviously. And uh, like all my friends would like break my balls. Like, why were we praying for you? Uh, well, dude, I was like well, dying we're, we're, in a hospital. We're, we're glad you're still here. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. That's and I'm one of those when you here. ask a doctor, like, Doc, am I going to be okay? And he's like, Maybe. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know, kid. <laughs> but I know, Hunter, you mentioned the, you know, the whole apre thing and the ski lifestyle. Yeah. And that's really how I fell in love with skiing again. Because, you know, as a kid, I'd go here and there. But, you know, my parents used me as an excuse to like why they never had fun after my sister and I were around. Like they never wanted to like include us in hobbies. It was all just they worked. That's all they did. And I've mentioned it before. I think that's why I had arrested development because I was afraid of becoming an adult because their lives looked awful and I didn't want to do that. So I acted like a kid for a long time, but like they never like did stuff with us. They were like, Oh yeah, we'll go skiing, but we won't ski. We'll just sit here and look miserable till you're done. Yeah, oh, I man. never went on a vacation till I was like in after college. Was, oh, me too. It. Me too, Mario. I like, uh, we we had the 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 winter house. Uh, you know, we had the house in Ski Beach. So uh, I can't really say I didn't have vacations, but uh, that was where we went. You know, we went oh, we, nice, we, we went yeah. to the house in Ski Beach and spent our summers there. But other than that. I can't remember the first time I was actually like in a hotel room. I think my mom took me to Disney once when I was like three, but yeah. you know, other, other than that, we, we didn't, we didn't travel like that. Yeah. I was pissed when, whenever like kids got pulled out of school and like, Oh yeah, they're, they're on vacation. I'm like, fuck, why can't I get out of school? Well, I remember like, school. I remember when oh. I, you know, when I first do a couple of, you know, the day ski trips with school, you see your friends and have like the veil sweatshirts and like the Aspen yeah. sweatshirts and they're like, oh, brag. Yeah. oh yeah, I'm on like two twenty fives now. <laughs> and you know, cause that was back. Oh, and they'd the wear day. the, uh, the tags on, they, they leave the tags on their uh, jacket. Yeah. Was, like, oh, like, douchebag thing. Of course. Yes. The old wicket tags, right? Like, <laughs> yep. uh, yes. They <laughs> leave them on and they have a stack of like, look how many days I went, bro. And they've been run through the dryer so many times that they're like turning brown. <laughs> like, that yep. says 1984. How long have you had that stupid ticket on your jacket for? <laughs> <laughs> the shit we used to do back then, right? <laughs> well, it's funny too. Like, you go to the mountains now and, you know, at first I was really like kind of annoyed by it, but you see the little kids and you see like the Jackson Hole sticker or like the Telluride sticker and you're like are you telling me that this family is going to jackson hole and spending who knows how many thousands for a week there but then like yep. you go to the we go to the um the boston ski and snowboard show last year and you know they, they're given like all those big resorts have their booths there and they have all the stickers and all the kids are running and grabbing those i'm like oh okay so i'm sure a lot of these kids are just grabbing these stickers at these trade shows and just sticking them on their helmets. Not all of them. You never know, man. We have a rule when we ski, though. You got to ski after the first day of skiing. Then you can put the sticker on your helmet. You I have to earn. You have to earn the sticker. Yeah, exactly. I, I think. I think you're right, though. I think there are a lot of kids out there just buying that sticker, just chucking it on. Hey, this looks cool. Let's chuck it, it on the helmet. CHM Hella skiing. It's like what? Like you went Hella skiing? You're like six. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bucket list that's a bucket list thing by the way oh, uh, yeah. you know Homewood 
Homewood actually has a uh, a new program that, that they put in the last couple of years that they're going to be doing some above treeline skiing on their snowcat. And oh, it's nice. remarkably it's remarkably affordable. I think the price was like three hundred, just over three hundred bucks for the whole day. They provide you with all the av gear. That's nothing compared Whoa. to yeah. some of the places. That's yeah. great. Yeah, wow. you just have to pick the right day. It's yeah, we were like twelve people. We were, talking, we were talking to somebody on Friday, and they were talking about heli ski and the way it broke down. We were like, for every day, we we're like, it's like about twelve hundred dollars a day, like for seven days of heli skiing meals lodging i was like that actually isn't bad if you think about it in retrospect you know that was the yeah, that was the conversation at the event last friday and it, the, only, the only bad thing you needed to pay for still was the flight up to alaska yeah that's yeah. the tough part to get yourself out to alaska and just get on that helicopter and then you have weather right so you go up there for a week you booked your whole trip and and you're grounded maybe, yeah. yeah maybe you don't get out at all i think you, you gotta like hitchhike up the ice road and go on up there that's the real way to get up there yeah yeah Yukon trail. i'm hitching on the ice road <laughs> <laughs> on the ice road i don't well, i don't i no longer have that level of fitness so <laughs> you just wind up freezing to death just a popsicle out there be like the shining just, i mean I, i'm i'm you know i i am totally fine with the fact that i'm a resort skier like uh, there's uh yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on with the backcountry right now and uh that was something i did in my 20s and was able to enjoy thank goodness i uh, never ended up in an avalanche never ended up uh, in a dangerous situation but i have kids now i have three kids and yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense for me to put myself in that situation when i can ski some ridiculously awesome terrain inbounds yeah. at a place like squaw alpine meadows of, homewood i mean any of those spots a lot of people have gone through a lot of trouble to create that experience let's not ruin it right <laughs> no yeah I, I, go out there and do it guys when you when you can you know when you yeah. uh, it, go out and do it you're in your 20s go do it so hunter you were saying that you are actually going to be journaling this i am so my my whole plan is actually to kind of follow in in, in your footsteps really um uh, we have very little footsteps i assure you oh you Absolutely. got you got 183 yeah. episodes of footsteps that's those are some pretty serious footsteps well, doesn't mean you, it has to any, be, you know if you heard the that. early episodes like the original <laughs> ones they are they're <laughs> Dumpster fire shit shows. At the well, yeah. Well, I've I, I've heard everything that's still available on uh, on <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes. So I'm not sure if you deleted some of those early ones. Have you, you know checked out SoundCloud? <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. Like, I don't. I gotta look at the settings in our website because like I, they're all like if you go to the RSS feed like and actually go through them all, they're all there. It's just a matter of they're not Page listed. Through, yeah. I think it's just something with the way the feed is set up, where it's cutting it off after like 35 episodes. But hey, if you want me to send you the links to the real official raw first couple oh I mean, of course we're using a laptop and there's three of us talking and like we don't know where the microphone is oh in the laptop <laughs> that like, was hilarious bad well but, i know, bought i, I, hear I, some I bought i bought a blue yeti just to talk to you guys tonight so like oh, uh, you didn't have to do that but you know that's a that's a bold we're move. gonna do the vi the uh video blog right that we yeah kind of do that'll inspire exactly. you to use it right nice yeah, that's the idea. So uh, I do want to journal all this. Uh, I've actually reached out to uh, Ski Magazine and uh, and Powder and Free Skier as well. Cool. Um, they're nice. interested. They're interested in having you know me kind of go through 
the whole process uh, as I journal along the way and uh, what the trials and tribulations will be of making this whole thing work for the winter. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it'll be great to uh, to short share share this story with everybody. I think it's great because you have you're including the whole family. It's not like you're just taking off and going. I mean, you're going wife and kids, the whole kit and caboodle, man. That's pretty. It's pretty big deal you know yeah it's going to be there there's going to be some challenges for sure my wife will uh luckily she works shift work she's a you know nurse practitioner in the NICU so uh she will have some shifts where she has to drive down to San Francisco and be away from us for a little bit and uh that's the other thing I'm going to have. We're going to have two cars. We're going to have the one with the four wheel drive uh, that she can drive over the pass with no problem. And I will keep my little Hyundai Sonata up, up, up on the mountain. The good news is it's pretty flat up there and I'm going to learn just how good snow tires are for uh, a little front wheel yeah. drive Sonata. Well, I haven't checked recently, but I know a couple of months ago that Snowcat limousine was still for sale up in Vancouver. Ah, <laughs> well, you guys With have seen. You guys oh have you, you guys have seen the 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 giant white uh, the giant uh, the giant white limousine that the ski the east guys drive to Killington. Surely. Oh yeah, that thing that. is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get no, the snow treads like, for your uh, the, right. Aren't there snow treads you could put on a regular car? Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Trucks. Yeah, there's ones you can kind of like take the uh, you take the wheel off and put those um, like treads on there. It's usually trucks though. I don't know about like passenger cars. Yeah, they have the studded tires, so you can get the snow tires with studs, yeah, and then you put the yeah. little metal bits in the tire that help with ice, which is an East Coast thing. But being out west, uh, actually, the the snow tires seem to be what everybody says works best yeah. and make sure you stock up on stuff in case you get snowed in right oh yeah man and we have bears you know they don't they don't hibernate <laughs> uh they've learned they've learned that they can uh get food any time of the year if they just break into your car so Damn, uh, we we have bear boxes outside the house have to make sure that we keep the food uh secured and out of the car and in the house and uh they know they know what coolers look like and they know what fridges look like and nice. they go for that. Even if they can't smell the food, they'll just go for that fridge. See, I'm showing the, uh, on the the screen share right now. There it oh. is. The snow cat <laughs> limousine. Snow cat. Wow. <laughs> Magical. Tell me that isn't just a glorious, glorious vehicle. <laughs> That's pretty badass right there. They took a bombardier, a 250 <laughs> bombardier, and then they put a 89 caddy stretch limo on top of it. Damn. Dude, that's like something Snoop Dogg would roll up to at the ski lodge and be like, what's up? Notorious SKI. Where is, <laughs> is, is, that, is that Donner Lake right there? Is that, uh, is that Donner Lake in, in the background? I think it's up in Vancouver. Uh, okay. That could be uh, up by Whistler somewhere. But awesome. yeah, that thing is just, that was all, it was for sale last fall, and I think it has been sold. Ah, oh, so it was only six oh, grand. That was, that was a bargain. Six thousand Canadian. I'm Canadian. sure that thing handles like a Ferrari too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a broken, busted, wheelless <laughs> Ferrari. Yes. So now, is that going to be your full time gig when you're out there? Yeah, it's going to be my full time gig. I'm going to be a full time stay at home dad. So uh, nice. we've got. Uh, we've got my older daughter in ski school uh, a few days a week. Uh, my younger son, he he's been he's skiing. This is this will be his second season, but he's not old enough uh, to to actually be in ski school. So we'll be skiing in the backyard mostly. This and is a two and a half year old. 
Yeah, two and a half year old. So this well, is he's already out there. Degree. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 put our kids on skis as soon as they could start walking. So nice. I feel uh, like I uh, I'm denying my child. Then I'm waiting. I know you're, this is you're late, his first Brian. season now. You, <laughs> it, oh. it, check out my Instagram at Hunter the Snow Dad. Uh, you'll see the the pics of my little guys skiing. So they 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 love it already. Um, awesome. My daughter is definitely the more fearless one. She was into it immediately. This will be her fourth season this year, actually, as a five year old. Um, uh, my son is a little bit more timid, but he seems to be enjoying sliding on the snow. The main thing is, you know, if you want to, you guys have talked about this a bunch. The main thing is, if you want to get out there with your kids, is just make sure that they have fun sliding on the snow. If they want to fall down and play in the snow, let them play in the snow. Don't, don't force the issue. Just if it's not fun to them, then they're not going to be interested in continuing. Right. That's uh that's kind of yeah, the conversations we've had in the past when we had uh, Rich from All About Apre here and you know we were talking to some folks this past weekend and yeah I yeah. love Rich I follow him on uh, I I follow him on all the things yeah, cool. yeah he's a he's a he's a real good dude and yeah that we we had that conversation it's like that's that's you almost have to have the mindset of okay this is not about you today this is not about getting as much vertical as you can in a day the most runs possible this is about <sighs> just introducing them like building the foundation of the house that is their ski life yeah exactly yeah you 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 couldn't have worded that any better you know just building the foundation of having having fun in the snow so you you said you just said like counting how much vertical you get in a day and i got like douche chills i was like i remember when i used to do that this is so stupid. Checking your top speed. <laughs> the top speed was top always speed, kind of like, fun. That's ski like, tracks. Right. Something's really true. I mean, come on. That well, was, to be fair, I still do that. <laughs> I, I love that app because, you know, it kind of I mean, it it's makes fun. You know, but, uh, it I track you, my speed every day. I'm telling my friends, dude, I went I went 57 miles an hour today. <laughs> and you always I get one yo-yo that's like I went 86. I'm like, there's no freaking way you went 86. Man. I still have a screenshot of my 71 miles an hour in Telluride, and that was actually legit. And I can prove I, it. I'll I, do it again. I think I think my top I think my top speed at Killington <laughs> was about 67. Wow. Yeah, I, I knew I knew the route. Wow. So I had a bunch of friends. We would all race from uh, from the top of uh, either from the top of K1 or from the top of um, uh, from the top of Superstar all the way down. Uh, all the way down to the base base when it was still open. Go through the little tunnel there, going uh, going all the way down. Down to like uh, Route 4? Bomb it. Yeah, down to Route pretty cool. 68 is pretty goddamn impressive. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, I grew up as a racer. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. And if you know the route, skills. if you know the route and it's you know wide open on a by the way, listeners, don't do this. Yes, we do not advocate <laughs> yeah. putting yourself in harm's do way. Not, yeah. I've actually got stopped myself because I'm like, I feel like I'm going a ridiculous speed where I'm just gonna kill myself. But you know, that's that's the East Coast version of jumping off of shit, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, right? So we don't have 30 foot cliffs to jump off of, so we just go really fast. Go yeah. really fast that way. If something gets in your way, turn. turn. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest the advice ever. Right. <laughs> Better off dead mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Tell so, you what, though, like you said about being on the East Coast, that there's nothing like being terrified on a sheet of ice going down. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you learn to ski. That's what makes us better skiers. Yeah, and then we've been out west, like we were in, um, where was Jackson Hole, and I remember there was a family that was like, "Oh my God, it's not not that sunny out today. I don't know if we can go out." I'm like, 
Are you freaking kidding me? It's great out. Good. Stay in, stay in the resort. If I can see the tips of my skis, it's a bright, clear day on the East Coast. There you go. Right? Yeah. snow. We're like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? I remember the first time I put on some big, fat powder skis. And this is cheating. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> this is just cheating. I have to fight fair. to keep the tips Learn on. how to this ski on your East Coast skis. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, so you're going to be documenting all this, and where are people going to be able to find it so we can lead them there? Yeah, so uh, snowdad.com or thesnowdad.com, either one. Uh, I'm also at snowdad on Facebook, and uh, I'm the snowdad on Twitter. Uh, all of these are uh, all of these are new. I'm just starting the. Uh, I'm just starting this process, so. It's Very actually interesting that you were able to get Snow Dad. Yeah, I know, right? right? So I wanted Ski Dad, but apparently Ski Dad is actually like some Norwegian ski sales company. Ski Dad? Ski Dad? We are the Ski Dad. So I went with Snow Dad, and that makes a lot of sense for me because I'm actually like really into everything that is snow. I love snow. I'm like I'm, know, one of those, I'm one of those people that when everyone else in New York is complaining about the snow, I want it to dump. That's awesome. Well, you know, I say that because you're lucky like, you didn't have to compete with like a cartel out of Miami or anything for that name. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Snow Dad, yeah. Funny, funny enough. When, Snow when, Poppy's when, taken, though. Snow Poppy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, couldn't you? And, and when you start uh, like searching Snow Dad, what you get mostly is uh, information about the, uh, the TV show. Uh, who is the Snow Dad from... Uh, What's the one with all the dragons? Game of Thrones? Yeah, so you get Game oh, of Thrones. Really? You get Game of Thrones links. Who is Snow's father? Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Who's Jon Snow's dad? That's what you find. But oh, uh, but that's okay. We're, I'm, I'm going to build sure the brand up. a lot of Game of Thrones stuff then. That's, <laughs> hey, you could really meme that up then for yourself too, you know. Meme it up and get those other people following you. <laughs> As long as you can Photoshop a dragon on stuff, you'll be good to go. There you go. Paint your kids up like white walkers once in a while. You'll be fine. Oh, Halloween's coming. Halloween. See? That's right. There's the costumes. <laughs> there you go. So when does the when does the journey officially begin? So uh, November 22nd, our moving truck arrives. Wow. <laughs> so coming up just, just under a month. That is that is the move. We will be actually a little bit behind. Looks like uh, Squaw's posting that they're going to try and open by the 15th. They're already blowing under Red Dog Chair. Uh, so it looks fantastic. It's It's been great living on the East Coast as well, especially living at Killington, because, you know, Killington is often one of the first resorts to open in the U.S. They're, they're blowing snow again. And, of course, they're going to spend a lot of their money and air pressure and water blowing to get the the world cup ready again yeah they're contracted to open by that time <laughs> yeah they are so but they have a little bit of extra time this week because you know that the 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 world cup is i guess it's been rebranded the uh the highline world cup this uh the the, the home light Ooh. world cup this year oh, okay oh, really I'm, I'm not sure which i'm not sure who home light is but it's the home light fis world cup this weekend uh home line insurance company i think we're a lawnmower company Rob. Probably. I mean, we brand every we brand every oh, stadium in the country. 
Yeah. Nice. Oh, See? really? Oh, that's right. You're right. Better. I thought it was some kind yeah. of like, yeah, like a chainsaw right. one mower yeah. or something. <laughs> You're right. Homelink oh, does make chains, chainsaws. So outer, so. Weird, outer, what if they have people juggling chainsaws? Yeah, so, I seeing that. Ooh. <laughs> so they, they're, they're doing machine. that on November Wait. 30th. and <laughs> That's the FIX World Cup. That's the <laughs> X Games and FIS together. It's chainsaw, slalom. Well, it's just X combined. World Cup, right? Combine the two. <laughs> Why not, right? I still like my idea for the extreme biathlon where you have <laughs> speed ski like speed skiing with like an uh have like yeah. a some sort of Uzi and you gotta shoot targets while you're skiing as fast as you possibly can. Whatever happened to speed skiing. We have the Nordic biathlon, right? The, the real Nordic biathlon, bi- Nordic combined cross right? country and shooting rifles, but to have extreme speed skiing with an Uzi hitting targets while you're going as fast as you can. That no, no, wasn't what Could is, that be more the American? Combined, which is the ski jumping and shooting. Could but they don't do it at the same American. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see them do it at the same time. Ski jumping and shooting. That's not a bad idea. So it's almost like skeet shooting, but you're the skeet as well. That's right. You can't have people in the stands like in front of them. It's got to be behind them. Bulletproof glass everywhere. <laughs> or maybe that's the action section. You know, <laughs> you get to, to get the feeling of them shooting at you if they if they miss. I don't know. Yeah. And it has to be all inverted tricks, so you're doing it upside down. Nice. Right? That would. I think, that would, I think that's the way to go. Who wouldn't tune into that? Okay, that's Olympics 2.0. That's Wayne <laughs> Brady hosting it. It'll be perfect. <laughs> I'm writing I, this down. Olympics 2.0. <laughs> I told I told my wife if I'm going to learn if I'm going to learn how to uh, cross country ski, you have to buy me a rifle. Uh, of course, there you never you know when you're going to run into a bear or something. It's protection. Good eats. Yeah, where did that sport come from? Let's let's do a whole bunch of athletic activity and then try to shoot stuff. Well, yeah. that's actually you know it's it's crazy. It actually started um, in the the Nordic countries. That's how they would hunt for food. They would they'd have their skis, their rudimentary skis back then, and they would have to calm their heart rate down, get down, and shoot the food for the village. Now, that's oh, how dear. that started. Take it down. That makes yeah. sense. Now, now, can you also explain curling? That's that's out of my wheelhouse right there. That's so a, bunch of a lot of people fat. were drinking a lot of beer and they decided to start throwing these heavy stones down. That's, that's just it. drunk Canadians being like, imagine if the hockey puck was way bigger, eh, with a handle. That was before <laughs> cannabis was legalized in Canada. That sport came out. Isn't that that's amazing? amazing. That's pretty yeah. right? That's pre-blackface, brown face Justin Trudeau that came out. <laughs> that's how old this sport is. That's right. It's, oh, it's kind of like bocce ball in a sports suit and some sliding shoes cold bocce ball yeah like bowling shoes on a on an ice rink it does look fun though it does i feel like it it was like on a friday night get your buddies together chuck the stone around yeah you team with the the shirts right oh yeah there's there's actually a spot here in brooklyn at prospect park where you can go and uh like have a night of curling uh and and they 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 fill up like the entire winter. You can't even get a spot. They book up so fast. That's awesome. That's great. For some reason, Friday night. It seems like yeah, that seems like the ideal curling night. Yeah. Well, there's hockey on, so it's hockey night in Canada, and then you got your curling going. And curling night in Canada. Every right. every night in Canada's got a night. Got your Molson Bradors. <laughs> you guys are heading out in a month. Is there any last minute prep? Anything else you have to do? to get this ready to, to, you know, organize your move or are you guys all pretty much set at this point? Well, I mean, I guess we're set in the sense that we still have a whole ton of stuff to pack and 
Uh, I did buy a giant pair of uh, powder skis. So nice. that's the most important yeah. thing, right? I would you go with what kind? Uh, I went with the Nordica Enforcer 110s. Nice. Oh, I like choice. the Enforcers. Yeah. I have yeah. the 100s and I love those goddamn skis. Yeah, they're great skis. Oh. I, I skied on them last season just as a demo when we were out at Heavenly, actually. And uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic skis and they continue to like get top ratings every year. So I bought last year's skis at the end of the season, saved about half what I would pay if I bought new ones this season. So way to yep. do it. Yeah, my yeah, wife's on the ninety threes. I'm on the one hundreds. Like they're just it's it's almost unfair how easy they are to ski. Oh, it is. It, it's cheating. It's yeah. totally cheating. Any conditions too. That's that's what makes them so amazing. And Outer. they carve and they carve great because like I'm an old racer. So like even you know, if you just want to rip some some groomers, uh, they carve great. And, and and then they'll like take you through the crud as well. So it's uh it's a good nice. ski. They kind of defy physics in that regard. Yeah, they really do. It's the new technology is fantastic. I, I'm, you know, I'm an old racer, like you said, skiing on, you know, my old, uh, what were they, Rosignol two tens. The nice. uh, you got to break those out every every once in a while just to get pissed <laughs> there off. There you go. Oh, I'm gonna make I'm, I'm gonna make a chair out of them. That's for sure. Yeah, they Fol- oh, following nice. following uh, following your uh, following your plans. I'm gonna make. Did you a, see the chair? I did see the chair. I'm I love the chair. The chair is actually right on the other side of me right now. Mario saw it in person last week. I sat in it last week. Yeah, it's actually really comfortable. My my, my wife has said I can I can make a, a ski Adirondack chair when we have our ski house. There you go. I love the picture on your Instagram too. You have the one of the uh, where's that picture from with the uh, the blizzard skis in the back there. Oh the uh, oh that's from uh, that's from Atatash actually. Oh really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, if you're looking for like a great family spot, Atatash was fantastic. We did uh we did Atatash last weekend, uh last uh uh not last weekend, but last uh uh February break. And we ended up getting very lucky, had a big snowstorm and it was fantastic. The uh uh, the ski school there is great. My kids loved it and got a chance to get out with my older son and uh, enjoy some moguls and some uh, and some trees. And it turned out to be a really nice little resort. Very nice. cool. Yeah, that's the thing I was been talking about the last you know couple of weeks is just trying to find some new spots to hit. And I haven't skied anything in New Hampshire, which seems idiotic. Hmm. But you know, it's again for where we are. You know, in New Jersey, it's so much easier to go up to uh, a Lake Placid or, you know, Vermont than to get all the way over to New Hampshire. But I'm like, you know what? It's an extra hour. Who cares? Just try something new, you know, break out of the comfort zone. That's kind of this ski season's, hopefully the theme is to break out of the comfort zone. Yeah, especially for your listeners on the East Coast. Uh, there's there's a bunch of good options. Um I mean, Killington is fantastic. You're, you're not going to beat it. Okemo is great as well. Uh, but if you want something that's a little uh, more family friendly, there's tons of options. Yeah. Yeah. We were looking at, you know, like Wildcat and um, Cannon, Cannon, Gunstock. Like there's so many places to go. Oh, yeah. My son learned, learned to ski at Gunstock. Actually. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Didn't you win lift tickets from there at the Boston Snow Show last year? I did. I gave them to you guys. You gave them to me. And guess who didn't use them? Oh, like an <laughs> asshole. Oh, just throwing money away. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Should have given them to Matt. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> All right. So you guys are heading out. Um, are, and are you going to start documenting the journey like as soon as you leave? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually starting now. So this is actually part of this is really one of the first things I'm going to be starting to journal is what we've talked about here today. So uh, cool. this is this is kind of the beginning of my my journal as we go along through the trip. Nice. Oh, perfect. And we're part of that. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for including us. Yeah, man. Nice. Uh, yeah, thanks for like, writing. This was a lot of fun chatting with you about you, this. You guys, you yeah. guys totally inspired me. I've been listening to you guys for uh, at least a year now. Uh, and uh, I drive a lot, spend a lot of time in the car. So I listen to podcasts a lot. And you're one of my favorites. Oh, thanks thank you very much. Man. We're happy to uh, be part of your your ski journeys and your your road warrior journeys. Thank you, man. It's been great to talk to you guys. Hey, you as well. So now all your information, they can see you at Instagram.com slash Hunter the Snowdad. Snowdad.com. Uh, at Snowdad on Facebook and The Snowdad on Twitter. Excellent. So your journey has begun and we'll have to get you back on in a couple months once you're settled. And, yeah, and see I, how I, things I would love, I'd love to be a regular guest. I'd love to come back on. We'll talk about this again. Definitely. And you're We'd already love to have you back on again. And since you already described where you'll be living, I think we'll be able to find you when we, you know, <laughs> yeah, almost town. right. <laughs> Just yes. to be knocking on the door. I think this you is could, it. You could, probably, you could probably find me within a few blocks. <laughs> See, we inspired you. And you're going to inspire us. There's going to be this whole circle of inspiration going on. I love it. This has been so great to talk to you guys. Well, it was a pleasure having you on Hunter. Yeah, Thank you so for much for joining on, us. And good luck with everything with the move. Thanks, yeah. Brian. Thanks, Mario. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Take care.